Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, Check out True Car, True Cash Offer, not available in all areas. Well, late last night, um, and uh, for many of you waking up right now, I think it happened in the last uh, two hours. I see right now reading the article up on ESPN.com, major trade made by an L.A. NBA franchise. Not the Lakers. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but according to this story that's been posted at, let's see, 257, 3.57 a.m. Eastern by Adrian Wojnarowski, the Clippers and the Philadelphia 76ers have made a big trade on the eve of the NBA trade deadline. Tobias Harris has been sent from the Clippers to the Philadelphia 76ers a move uh, designed to bring in uh, Harris to pair with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler to go after the Eastern Conference title. Sixers gave up a lot, including rookie guard uh, Landry Shamet, Philadelphia's own uh, 2020 project- protected first-round pick, unprotected 2021 first-round pick via the Miami Heat. Uh, Sixers also sent several additional players 
but this is a move designed to create maximum salary cap space for the Clippers so they can pursue a variety of uh, of potentially max uh, free agent deals. Uh, maybe even including, uh, remember that uh, Anthony Davis has the Clippers on his list of teams that he would be willing to move to. So the 76ers make an aggressive play. Uh, they decide to go all in on the idea of winning the uh, Eastern Conference right now. <clears throat> they now have a couple of different guys who are potentially going to be free agents. Uh, now Butler and Harris will both be free agents. Sixers plan to be aggressive in trying to uh, uh, re-sign those guys as well. But this is about trying to win right now for the 76ers. And so that is a major trade happening on uh, the late night hours of as Wednesday early morning as we get ready for the trade deadline tomorrow. Now, of course, the big question still hanging out there is, are the Lakers still aggressively going after Anthony Davis or not? Lakers send news yesterday, which is a negotiating 101, that they are pulling out of trade talks and they have no interest in continuing those for the moment, uh, which is, again, just designed to make the uh, Pelicans have to deal with the clock ticking down and see whether or not the Pelicans are going to counteroffer some of what the Lakers have uh, have offered so far for Anthony Davis. In the meantime, it is ugly right now for the Lakers franchise because everybody knows that uh, that they are on the chopping block and that was brought home last night. The Pacers beat the Lakers by 42 points. It was the worst loss of LeBron James's career as a basketball player. Uh, LeBron was sitting on the bench all by himself uh, with an amazing photo that spoke uh, a thousand words. And as Laker players were going to the line to shoot free throws, the Pacer fans were brutal to them, chanting, LeBron's going to trade you. I believe we have audio of that. Let's play it if we can. He averaged 16 points last year in year two. He's at 17.2 in his last five last year and won a ring. They just presented it to him at the game LeBron James didn't play because uh, McGee didn't play in the first one when they played in Golden State. A little bit hard to hear, but basically they're all chanting LeBron's going to trade you as Laker players are shooting free throws. Who is going to get traded? Honestly, the only players on the Lakers who know 100% that they are going to be on this team come uh, Friday morning is LeBron James. And so if the Lakers don't make moves now, what does this say about their future in terms of the likelihood of this team being able to put everything into the past and actually come together and play well going forward? Right now, the Lakers are 27 and 27, exactly 500 on the season. And they've actually dug themselves a pretty decent hole now. They are, uh, they've got 28 games remaining on their season as we come up closely on the, uh, on the All-Star break. 
and they are starting to fall significantly behind everyone else in terms of making the playoffs. And you want to see a panic set in. If the Lakers and LeBron James did not make the playoffs, I've told you this before, the NBA doesn't have a league. They have a player. The drop-off when LeBron James leaves the NBA is going to be almost as bad as the drop-off was when Michael Jordan left the NBA. The Lakers sitting right now, they are 11 games behind Golden State. Golden State's in first place in the Western Conference. And they are even more troubling, two and a half games behind the Clippers in terms of getting the last uh, playoff spot. Now, the Clippers obviously making moves, maybe not necessarily uh, contending in an aggressive way for the playoffs, uh, but uh, but that is uh, that is starting to become a substantial issue going forward for the Lakers as they come up on the All-Star game, uh, All-Star break. How far exactly are they going to be behind before they start to make a move? And if they are going to make a move towards the playoffs, is it really that big of a deal if they're the eight seed going up against Golden State and they get swept in the first round of the playoffs? There's a lot of major issues going on right now in L.A. uh, for the Lakers based on the way they played. And the Lakers' schedule is not really very easy here down the stretch now that they have flown cross-country and are playing a couple of games uh, on the East Coast swing here. They go to the Lakers on uh, the Lakers do go to the Celtics on Thursday night. That is setting up for one hell of a whipping. Then they go on the road against the newly uh, emboldened 76ers. So it's likely the Lakers are going to lose their next two and fall even further out of playoff contention. Um, and uh, and man, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at that schedule then. Uh, as you roll into the uh, All-Star break, maybe they can beat the Hawks, surely. Uh, but the Lakers are likely to be under 500 at the time of the NBA All-Star break. And maybe then they can figure out what exactly is going on. But at that point in time, there's not much time remaining in the month of February. So there's a lot of drama. Again, the Clippers making a big move, trading Tobias Harris to the 76ers who are making their shooting their shot the 76ers are, in addition to last night losing to the Raptors, the 76ers putting together a big-time trade to try to make an aggressive move in what is a fairly wide-open Eastern Conference for the first year in a long, long time that LeBron James has not been a factor in the Eastern Conference. The 76ers trying to make a move and have four big-time playmakers uh, that could potentially get them into the playoffs. All right, I'm going to open up the phone line, 877-996-6369, for anybody who wants to react to what's going on with LeBron and the Lakers right now. Uh, Also, you should know, it is the final signing day uh, of the uh, for the 2019 uh, signing classes. So there are a bunch of big uh, name players that are still out there, four and five star talent around 20% of the overall top talent in college football that has to make a decision today. We are going to talk with Barton Simmons from 24-7 Sports at the top of Hour 2. And then in Hour 3, we're going to talk with Andrew Marshan, who is uh, a writer who broke the story 
about. We talked a little bit about this this week. ESPN firing Adnan Verk for leaking information to a website that writes about uh, sports media-related issues. He's the one who broke that story. We will discuss that story with him. Also, you want to stay tuned because who knows what might happen from one moment to the next as the NBA trade deadline inches closer and closer. All of those things still uh, on the horizon, all those moves still potentially out there. We don't know exactly what is going to transpire. But again, I'll bring in the crew. We will take your calls and we will react to the news that took place over uh, last night. This is Outkick the Coverage. I appreciate you starting your Wednesday mornings with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer. 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their general tires test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. Great pull there by Roberto, by the way, on the music. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. You listened to the show yesterday. You know I don't think it's smart of Anthony Davis to want to go to the Lakers. And I laid out exactly why, but I used LeBron James as an example. I said, look, when LeBron left the Cavs, when LeBron left the Heat, and when LeBron left the Cavs again, he didn't make the team that he was joining mortgage its future in order for him to join them. He didn't make them trade away all of their good young talent in order for him to be on those teams. LeBron knew that joining a team, it was important to preserve all of their assets so they could bring as much good talent around them in the years around him in the years ahead as was possible. But he also left behind oftentimes wrecked uh, refuge that was not anywhere near championship caliber. Look at what the Cavs look like right now. He way overpaid as GM LeBron. Tristan Thompson, way overpaid J.R. Smith. Arguably, Kevin Love never deserved the contract that he got. Kyrie Irving saw all of this coming, and he said, I don't want to be left holding the bag when LeBron skips town. And he smartly got traded to a better team, and now he's going to be a free agent, and he'll be able to go out and look at all of his options. The smart play for Anthony Davis is not to be traded now for all of the good young talent on the Lakers. It's to wait out the rest of this year and then wait out all of next year too and be an unrestricted free agent at the age of 26 and be able to do what Paul George did, be able to do what LeBron James did, be able to do what Kevin Durant did, go join a new team, without having to worry about everything being upset right before your contract comes un, comes uh, comes up to the market and be able to actually join a team that still has a lot of assets left with you. Moreover, again, LeBron James is a declining asset coming off of a fairly serious injury right now. Do we really believe that LeBron James is going to be good for years and years ahead? Why would Anthony Davis want to tie himself down with what might end up being another mediocre franchise in the Lakers as LeBron James plays out the end of his career? Remember, the Lakers have been through this once before, and they don't want to believe history can repeat itself, but at some point, LeBron James is going to age himself out of excellence. We saw it happen with Kobe Bryant. Kobe got paid way too much money relative to his overall talent. And I think the same thing is going to happen on the tail end of this deal for LeBron James with the Lakers. LeBron does not have a lot of time to make any moves 
He's desperate. Anthony Davis shouldn't be desperate. He's got a decade of basketball ahead of him. He's still climbing the mountaintop. He can still get better. LeBron James is beginning his ascent. Now, maybe it'll be a slow ascent. You certainly hope so if you're a Laker fan or if you're a Laker management, but I'm not sure about buying in on this. Let me bring in the crew that I'm going to go to your calls. The calls, by the way, 877-996-6369. What do you guys think kind of going forward? Um, and uh, we will uh, we'll obviously be following this story in a substantial way. Danny G., Let's ask this question. Based on what you saw against the Pacers, do the Lakers have to make a trade because their overall team chemistry is so broken based on this Anthony Davis news going public last week and all the public discussion about where the other Laker players are going to be? The performance they put forward against the Pacers, flat out unacceptable, likely to be ugly on Thursday against the Celtics as well not to mention what might happen over the weekend against the 76ers, who will now have Tobias Harris. That, by the way, the big trade, if you're just waking up, the 76ers have traded for Tobias Harris. What do the Lakers have to do? Get past Thursday. Honestly, it, I understand what you're saying, but I think things will calm down once the trade deadline passes. It stinks right now for Laker fans, but if you can be patient, which – the patience got thrown out the window once LeBron joined the Lakers, right? Because once that happened, the second superstar was what everybody wanted. And if it doesn't happen before Thursday and we still we're not 100 percent sure what's going on behind the scenes between Magic and Dell Demp. So who knows what's going to wind up happening with that? I think we kind of know. I think that the Pelicans really, really want to see what the Celtics are going to lay out in a trade scenario with them. And also, what's going to happen with the Knicks and where do they land in the lottery and all that. So if the Pelicans seriously want to wait, I don't think the Pelicans are going to get what they could have got from the Lakers if they decide to wait. So then that gives the other teams the leverage, I think. But that's okay. If the Pelicans want to be stubborn, let it happen. Now, remember, Clay, you kind of counted out LeBron last season, too. You you thought he wasn't going to make the, the playoffs last season. No, 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 no. I don't think I ever said they weren't going to make the playoffs. I said that they weren't ah. going to make the NBA Finals. They were never I, – I don't have the schedule in front of me right now, but I don't remember – I remember a point in the season where you were questioning whether or not he would even advance past the first round. Yeah, but that's a big difference between making the playoffs or not. I, I don't think the Cavs were ever out of playoff contention. My point is LeBron, when he needs to, we've seen how he could put a team on his back. But obviously, there's some stuff going on in the locker room right now, which is really obvious, and you said it yourself on Lock It In yesterday, that it's easy to bet against the Lakers right now because of the the strife. I mean, that would be like you. You're the leader of this show, and if we all found out that you were trying to get a new staff and then we still had to come to work the next day, we wouldn't have harmony. It's human nature, but once that trade deadline passes, I think it could calm down. Before LeBron got hurt, the Lakers were in fourth, fourth spot in the West. So they can have some chemistry. It's going to take weeks to get that back right now after his injury. I think the Lakers are in real trouble. I think they're going to lose the next two. I think they'll fall to 27 and 29. That'll mean that they've got 26 games left in order to try to make the playoffs. They could fall into 11th or 12th place in the Western Conference. I think this is a big deal. Eddie Garcia, what would you do at this point? This, this is, by the way, 
is why, let me say this. I think that Anthony Davis's representation has fundamentally bungled every aspect of his representation. And I would be asking if Anthony Davis was really sophisticated and intelligent in terms of his representation, he can't be represented by the same guy as LeBron James. Because Rich Paul's interest in LeBron James is totally different than what his interest should be for Anthony Davis. Yet it seems like Rich Paul is doing everything on behalf of LeBron James as opposed to Anthony Davis. It doesn't make sense for Anthony Davis, who is only 25 years old, to have the Lakers trading away all of his assets in order for him to get there. He could be 26 years old and still be an unrestricted free agent. He only has to finish out this season, which will be over in the snap of fingers, especially because it doesn't seem like the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs. And then he comes back next year, and if he's not going to re-up with the Pelicans, then they have to decide to trade him before the NBA trade deadline next year, or he just plays out his contract. Either way, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of next season. It doesn't make sense for him to demand a trade right now on his future uh, uh, in the NBA. It makes sense for LeBron James because LeBron is going to age quickly but it doesn't make sense at all for Anthony Davis. He, If he wants to join the Lakers, he should want the Lakers to keep all of this good young talent and he can join the Lakers and know that those young players are there and not have to worry about everything they gave up to get him. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, am I crazy, Eddie Garcia, for making this argument? I mean, I think that, that Anthony Davis has gotten really bad advice throughout this process. I think publicly announcing that you're not going to re-sign with the Pelicans was dumb. I think trying to go public with the fact that you want to be traded was dumb. I don't think that anything that that Anthony Davis has got from his representation has adequately in any way advanced his cause. And I hear almost no one pointing this out and also pointing out the incredible conflict that his agent has where he's basically working full-throated for LeBron James, and that's actually counter to the interests of Anthony Davis. These two guys aren't in the same boat. They're two different players. I think this is an example of Anthony Davis being starstruck. I think he's thinking about LeBron James like he's a kid. Oh, it's so great that LeBron James wants to trade for me. He's thinking about what he thought about LeBron James when he was 16 years old instead of thinking about LeBron James as a sophisticated NBA player at the age of 25. He can't go all goo-goo eyes over LeBron wanting him. He needs to be a calculated businessman. And if that's true, you don't want anybody giving up assets to get you because it just mortgages the future of the team you're committing to. Well, you you would hope that, you know, Anthony Davis being a young guy could get better Advice, but as you said, uh, you know, with the agent representing LeBron as well, uh, it certainly looks like he's getting mixed signals, uh, to say the least. You know, in the end, the agent is supposed to work for Anthony Davis, and so Anthony Davis has to ultimately okay this or not. But yes, it doesn't seem like this is certainly in his best interest overall. As far as what the Lakers should do with the situation, it, it, it certainly seems like New Orleans is going to try their best to take advantage 
you know, of the situation and, and get, you know, uh, I don't know, like Herschel Walker type yeah. re- return uh, from the Lakers. So even though it's not popular and you think it's almost counterintuitive to what L.A. is all about and wanting star power, you know, and the guys they have other than LeBron James, there's no real stars there. There's some decent players, but they're not stars. You would think, you, you know, get Anthony Davis and be damned about everything else. But it seems everything that I've read that that the Pelicans want, try to take advantage of the Lakers, that L.A., if they're going to be smart, they're going to have to just not throw everything in the world to the Pelicans and, and try and be patient and see if they can get Anthony Davis later or maybe pass on Davis and trying to build in the offseason. What I would love to see from a plot twist perspective is the Lakers trade LeBron James for Anthony Davis. <laughs> you that would be, talk a, that about would a be quite a twist, yeah. Huge plot twist moment. I would love LeBron getting shipped for the remainder of his career to New Orleans. Um, and Anthony Davis going out to uh, to L.A. and Magic Johnson just like I mean coming off like I mean it would just be an unbelievable plot twist to suddenly have that story emerge. It kind of making fun of the fact that the Pelicans have asked for everything from the Lakers. Uh, what if in the end they were like, hey, we want LeBron, and LeBron got traded out of the out of the process? I think does LeBron have the ability to block any trade? Surely he does. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming he has a no trade clause. I just would love that uh, that element to see what LeBron's reaction would be if that if that story got floated. Oh, the Lakers really want Anthony Davis so much so that they've actually included LeBron James in trade talks. That would be uh, that would be LeBron thinks he's a chess grandmaster. That would be uh, like getting checkmated. Um, by uh, by Magic Johnson would be pretty outstanding if he's like you know what he's got injury issues he's starting to age we're gonna ship LeBron to uh, to New Orleans um, all right we're gonna take some of your let me bring in Dub Dub what would you do here what would you do if you are the Lakers I mean I think the Lakers have have so painted themselves into a corner that they have to give the Pelicans whatever the Pelicans want at this point in time which is why I said last week when this story broke a lot of people were like oh look at Anthony Davis this is such a power move. I said, no, you guys are completely wrong on this uh, the, in terms of the na- immediate response that was out there as the national narrative. I was like, this is a huge benefit to the Pelicans, which again, to me, represents and reflects the fact that I believe Anthony Davis is getting unsophisticated representation by his agent and not being led in a very intelligent fashion. Yeah, the Lakers have kind of dug themselves in a little hole here, but I kind of agree with Danny G. Just get through Thursday. This team needs the all-star break more than any. Regroup, like Danny G said, they were fourth in the West before LeBron's injury. If they're still struggling a week or two after all-star break, then it's time to you know, maybe push the panic button a little bit. But until then, I'm, uh, I'm betting on LeBron. So that, You're that's betting on him to do what, though? I mean, he's going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. I mean, but, I, I mean, don't if know. you make the playoffs as an eight seed and get swept, is that really, like, matter? Well, no, it doesn't. But I, I'm thinking they could maybe get to a five or six seat if, if they can come together and, and get back playing the kind of basketball they were playing prior to LeBron's injury. I understand that argument. But if you just look at the standings right now, they are a long way from being a five or six seed. I mean, and you just do the math. They're going to lose, I believe. I mean, it would be a big upset if they beat either the Celtics or the 76ers on the road in the next two games. So if you assume that they're going to lose those two games, which I think is fair, they would then fall to 27 and 29. That might drop them all the way to potentially the third. Uh, let's see, what, right now they're the 10 seed. Then uh, there's obviously only eight teams to make the playoffs. They could tw- they could fall all the way to 12 uh, by the time the All Star break is here. Could happen, might not, but could happen. And then in order to make like catch Houston, they'd be like eight games back potentially 
of Houston to be able to get back to that 4-5 line, and they'd only have 25 games left to play. That's almost impossible. I mean, we're talking about best-case scenario, them getting into the 7 or 8 seed line probably, and not even that being necessary. Now, maybe you could give the Denver Nuggets a run, but I think everybody out there right now would say the Golden State Warriors would probably sweep the Lakers in the playoffs. Maybe the Lakers win one game in that series, and boom, LeBron is done, and he's done really early, and that's assuming he even makes the playoffs. We're trending towards this being a disastrous decision by LeBron James to go join the Lakers. Let me take some of your calls. Uh, Jim in North Carolina, what's up? Hey, Clay, I love your show. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah, I'd just say from uh, from from uh, the Lakers' standpoint, this thing going public with uh, Anthony Davis is probably going to create a, more of a disaster because now, now everyone knows. So New Orleans is going to try to get as much as they can. I don't think it's going to happen. And then as far as, like, the uh, schedule, I don't see them making the playoffs. Yeah. Schedule's too tight, and, uh, you know, they just – they don't have any cohesiveness as a team. It's a it's a five on five game, not just a one on one. So I'll take my answer off the air. Yeah, I mean one, I mean you have to question how healthy is LeBron because this whole situation was strange about him coming back to play against the Clippers and then he needs personal day. He needs more recovery time so he doesn't play against the Warriors. That was strange. You sit out a month, you come back for one game and then you sit out another game and now he's on the road, gets dominated, the worst beating of LeBron James's career the Pacers put on the Lakers last night. And obviously, remember, that's the Pacers without Victor Oladipo. It's not like we're talking about a stacked Pacers team. You know the, the Celtics are going to be out for blood on Thursday. You know also that the 76ers now with Tobias Harris, that's the big news if you're waking up, the 76ers have traded for Tobias Harris. If that happens you got a lot of different moving parts here that are going to be pretty fascinating to see, uh, I, I mean. And it was a, a, the, the second night of a back-to-back last night for the Pacers as well. So it's not like the Pacers had a, you know four days to get ready for the Lakers coming to town and were incredibly rested. They won by 42 on the second night of a back-to-back without Victor Oladipo. Paul and Fargo, what's up, Paul? Hey, Clay. Uh, thanks for the call. I hope you're having a good week. I've been a Laker fan since the Magic Johnson days, although I'm not a big fan of LeBron for many of the reasons that you have discussed on your show, so I'm kind of torn on whether or not to root for the Lakers these days. I totally agree with you that the Lakers are in trouble. I don't understand the desire to give up so much for Anthony Davis. I mean, history has shown that for teams to win a championship or at least to compete for a title, they need three elite players, the the Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce Celtics teams, the LeBron, D. Wade, Bosch Miami teams, and of course the the Steph, KD, Clay Thompson, Golden State teams, who I would argue have a fourth elite player in Draymond. I mean, I just think that having just the two elite players, LeBron and Anthony Davis, and then having basically no one else isn't going to come close to being able to compete for a title this year or even in the years that follow. So um, thanks for the call, Clay. Hope you have a great day. Yeah, I'm wondering with the Clippers creating all that space, nobody's really talking about the Clippers, and obviously their brand long range is nowhere near what the Lakers is. But if you're a sophisticated NBA player, wouldn't you re- and you desperately want to go to LA? Let's say you're Kawhi Leonard. Wouldn't you rather be on a team that doesn't have LeBron James's massive contract down the stretch? I think you have to play on history, lean on history as opposed to leaning on 
LeBron's history. And history shows us when guys get to be 36, 37 years old, their play declines precipitously. And that's even without having been in the league since 18 years old. Look at what happened to Kobe. Major injury, shell of his former self, and he rides off into the sunset. That's going to happen for LeBron too. It definitely is. Josh in Greenville. What's up, Josh? Hey, Clay. I'm just wondering why they even want to trade for Anthony Davis. What makes LeBron think that he's going to gel that well playing with Anthony when typically he does well with shooters? I mean, Anthony's another big man. Yeah. He's a great player, but I don't see them gelling well. LeBron needs shooters, not someone else who can take it inside. Yeah, I agree. I think the number one player right now, in the in my opinion, in the NBA who's going to be a free agent, I believe, next year, right, that would make a lot of sense. Let's leave Kevin Durant out, who's the second best player in the NBA. Klay Thompson would be the perfect player for LeBron James. Agree with you a thousand percent on that. Just lines up outside. There's that great video of Klay Thompson scoring 40-plus points and he dribbled the ball like four times or whatever. Spot-up shooter. Get wide-open looks all day long. Doesn't have to create. That's the kind of guy who typically would make the most sense for LeBron James. I don't necessarily know why Anthony Davis's game fits well with what LeBron's trying to do. Eddie Garcia, what you got for me? Got a Geico scoreboard for you, but uh, first NBA news, and the trade deadline comes up Thursday. Tuesday night, we had the LA Clippers agreeing to send Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, and Mike Scott to the Philadelphia 76ers for Landry Schimmett, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, two first-round picks, and two second-round picks. On the court, we had the Raptors beating the 76ers 119-107. to Kawhi Leonard, 24 points for Toronto. Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka also chipping in with 20 points apiece. Celtics over the Cavaliers, 103-96. to The Thunder top the Magic, 132-122. Paul George, 39 points. Russell Westbrook, his seventh straight triple-double. 16 points, 15 rebounds, 16 assists for OKC. Pacers pound the Lakers, 136-94. to That 42-point loss, the worst ever for a LeBron James team. And the Clippers beat the Hornets, 117-115. 115 in his final game as a Clipper, Tobias Harris, who was traded to the 76ers, 34 points to lead the Clippers to the victory. College basketball, number one ranked Tennessee, now 21-1 on the year, beating Missouri 72-60. Vols have won 17 in a row. Also wins for number two, Duke, number five, Kentucky, number seven, Michigan, and eighth ranked North Carolina. This support brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. We'll be back uh, here, final segment of Hour 1. We're going to be joined by my guy Barton Simmons at the top of Hour 2. A lot of you not aware, it is National Signing Day Part 2. All of the college football signing day classes will come together. About 20% of the best players still out there. We will discuss that with him uh, at the top of Hour 2. and We'll continue to unpack the Anthony Davis uh, discussion as well as the news of Tobias Harris to the 76ers. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. If you're just waking up, major news. Tobias Harris has been traded. Uh, That story breaking late night uh, or early in the morning, depending on how you want to classify it and what time zone you are in. 
Tobias Harris being shipped to the Philadelphia 76ers. Now they have four big-time stars on the 76ers. They're making a move in the Eastern Conference trying to keep up with, let's be honest, I mean, there's basically, I think it's fair to say four teams that you would think have a decent chance to win the Eastern Conference. The Celtics, uh, even though they've been a little bit wobbly and we don't exactly know what's going to happen with their team chemistry. The Raptors, uh, who have uh, rented Kawhi Leonard, trying to persuade him to stay with them. Raptors may be making some moves uh, before the NBA trade deadline as well. And the Milwaukee Bucks, who I think are still a little bit under the radar uh, with uh, Giannis and exactly how good they have been um, in, uh, in Milwaukee. So those are the three teams along with the 76ers that I would say feel like, hey, once we get to the playoffs, we could potentially advance all the way to the NBA Finals. How much of a difference does Tobias Harris make in the Eastern Conference? Does this propel the 76ers in some way to the top of the potential contenders given their four-man talent that they have right now? They've already traded for Jimmy Butler as well. Obviously, they have uh, they have got a lot of talent. They lost, for those of you who don't remember, uh, to the Celtics last year in the second round of the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in uh, the Eastern Conference. Do they have enough to get past now? What do you think, Danny G? Yeah, well, you're right about the Bucks laying low under the radar because they actually have the best record in the entire NBA right now yeah. at 39 and 13. Which I think would surprise a lot of people yeah. who aren't paying much attention to the regular season NBA. So I don't I don't think the 76ers are going to pass the Bucks at this point, but they could get all the way up to number three or number two. Tobias Harris, it's interesting because I was listening to our flagship station in L.A., AM 570 LA Sports yesterday, right before the Clippers game started. I was listening to the pregame, and they were having this long conversation about Tobias Harris and how he's such a streaky shooter. He'll be super cold one game, then he'll go off in the next game, and then, of course, they ship him off. It's going to help the Sixers as far as when he's on fire, but then when he's cold, he's cold. That's how it is with Tobias Harris. Yeah, and I don't think they're thinking we're going to get the number one seed or anything like that, but I think they're thinking, hey, it'll be wide open in the Eastern Conference. Uh, as a result of this move, we feel like we can be as good as anybody else. Uh, what about you, Eddie Garcia? Does that Where would you slot the Sixers right now in the wake of this move? You know, I'm still n- unsure with the Boston Celtics exactly where, where they're fitting in all this. I know Kyrie Irving is in and out of the lineup, but I would put them probably – maybe third behind Toronto and Milwaukee? Yeah. I think right now, if you and I know it's not reflected in the standings right now, but if you were asking me who do you think is going to win the Eastern Conference, I would go with the Celtics. Because I think the Celtics, with Brad Stevens as their coach, we saw what they did last year. They almost went to the Eastern uh, – they almost went to – won the Eastern Conference last year, uh, losing in seven games to, uh, to the Cavs, right, in, in a series that – when they beat the Cavs, they didn't just beat the Cavs. They oftentimes blew them out, right? So I understand that was a tough shot for the Celtics. Uh, I don't buy in necessarily to the Raptors, even though they've traded DeRozan and they've got a new vibe with Kawhi Leonard. We talked about this last year. I got burned buying into the fact that they were uh, worthy of, uh, of contemplation as Eastern Conference champs. By the way, you want to talk about NBA television partners losing their minds. If LeBron either didn't make the playoffs or lost in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs, and then you ended up with the Warriors against the Raptors, uh, so you had a Canadian team advancing to the NBA Finals, 
the amount of money that television networks would lose, TNT and uh, ESPN, would be off the charts. That has to leave television executives staring at the ceiling late at night, shivering in a cold sweat, because that's potentially out there as a possibility. Having said that, I think it's going to be the Celtics against the Warriors. I don't think this move by the 76ers changes that, but certainly you could make that argument if you are bullish on the 76ers' future, given that they now have four big-time playmakers now that they've added Tobias Harris. When we come back, top of hour two, second uh, college football signing day. We're going to know all the classes. They'll be complete. We're going to talk with Barton Simmons, 24-7 Sports. Who are the players? Where are they going next on OutKick? Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all areas. If you're just waking up, appreciate you joining us on a Wednesday morning across this country and beyond uh, in the world at large. I know many of you listen all over the world uh, to stay in touch with uh, American sports life. Big move uh, over uh, late night. uh, As many of you wake up, big move being made by the Clippers. They have traded Tobias Harris to uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers making a play to try to get to the top of the Eastern Conference. There are four teams right now, I would say, in the Eastern Conference that you can make an argument could be the best once the playoffs actually get here. The Raptors, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Celtics, and now the 76ers making their move, adding Tobias Harris, giving up uh, some of their future uh, draft picks and whatnot. The Clippers, if you're wondering why the Clippers are making this move, Clippers right now the number eight overall seed in the Western Conference. They are clearing out space to make a run at Kawhi Leonard and the other uh, major free agents that exist in uh, the NBA, hoping potentially that they could make a move for two major superstar additions to their franchise, including potentially Anthony Davis. The word, uh, the latest word uh, out of the Laker pursuit of the uh, of the Anthony Davis, the star Pelican Ford uh, down in New Orleans, is that the Lakers have made their final offer and that they want to wait for the Pelicans. They are withdrawing from the uh, trade race, they said. It's clearly a negotiating ploy. We have still over 24 hours between now and the trade deadline. And so uh, we wait to see what might happen. In the meantime, the basketball is ongoing and the Lakers got drilled. The worst loss of LeBron James's career Indiana Pacer fans had to love everything about that game given the rivalry that has existed with LeBron James, given the fact that the Pacers took LeBron to seven games, given the fact that Victor Oladipo is out for the rest of the year, to beat LeBron James's team by 42 points, to leave LeBron sitting by himself on the end of the bench had to be sweet, sweet redemption on some level for Pacer fans out there who have watched LeBron yank out their still-beating hearts time after time over the past several years. Now, it is also, in addition to NBA trade deadline, continuing to get closer and closer. And by the way, tomorrow we'll start off in hour one with Chris Mannix, who is going to be up early 
covering all of this uh, and, and craziness and zaniness and wildness uh, as we come down the home stretch of that deal. In addition to that, it is also, this used to be a huge day, used to be that National Signing Day was this day in February and it was impossible to miss and everybody was obsessed with it and it was a huge story. Now you have an early signing period where many of the top college football athletes, players, talented uh, talented recruits are signing. Now you have more than one. This is the culmination of signing day, the traditional usual signing day, the late signing day. And about 20-some-odd percent of the best players are still out there, could still be impactful in terms of what your college's recruiting class might look like. Would we bring in Barton Simmons, the national recruiting analyst for 24-7 sports, Barton, who's out there and what is the big storyline in your mind as we come to the conclusion of the signing day process today? Uh, you know, I think one of the storylines is, it, I mean, Alabama's going to have the number one class in the country. Um, it's, it's just a, a race against history at this point for Alabama. It, it's how good is this class going to be, historically speaking. Um, there, there is a scenario in which this could be Nick Saban's highest-rated class of all time, uh, one year after he brought in the, the, you know, the first time in eight years he wasn't number one. He kind of came back with a vengeance. And so Alabama, even though they're sitting number one, there's, there's still a lot of action uh, that we could see from the tide today, uh, which, would, uh, which would really kind of make a, a final exclamation point on this class. Um, there's, I think, a couple of teams that could make some moves nationally, um, Auburn has a lot of a lot of meat on the bone left. Uh, they're sitting outside the top ten now, but could get up near the top five with, with the right kind of finish. Um, I, I think you know Washington is a program that is you know has three or four pretty high level prospects that they're trying to land. It could 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 jump up near the top ten with uh, sitting at seventeenth in the country right now. Um, and then you know just a couple of the bigger names. Ishmael Sopcher is a big defensive tackle out of Louisiana that Alabama and LSU are battling for. Um, that's always sort of your, you've got your Alabama versus LSU, Louisiana kid battle every year. And this is the one is Ishmael Sopcher this year. Um, and then, you know, Tennessee, uh, the Darnell Wright is, is expected to land at Tennessee. He's the highest rated uncommitted player heading into the day. Uh, Tennessee's hoping to land him a five-star offensive tackle to really kind of cement that offensive line moving forward. But there, there's there's a lot of guys out there, Clay, that um, that we're following and and, and potential flips. And um, you know, there, there's a lot fewer prospects out there relative to what we're used to before the national the early signing day. But the the guys that are remaining, there there's a lot of drama circulating. Why would most of these guys wait? Why not have signed early? What's the kind of consensus? Uh, I, I know everybody's story is a little bit different, but why would guys wait and sign in February as opposed to in December? Well, I mean, look, I, my argument would be why would you sign in December? I mean, if, if you are – the guys that sign in December are, are one of two people. They're either someone that just knows where they want to be. Um, they're, 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 they're happy with their spot. They, they want to lock it down and, and, and finish the deal and – and not have to worry about it anymore. And that's a lot of guys, and that's you know that's perfectly understandable and, and uh, expected. Um, then the other guy is someone that doesn't know if they're going to have the opportunities available in the second signing period if they if they wait. You know they they may be committed to 
any level of program, whether it's a, a group of five school, a sort of a tier two power five school, and they just don't want to risk the, the opportunity of losing a spot. And they're just going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Sure, this sounds good to me. Let's lock it up. But th- there's also the guys that, A, pretty much every school is going to make room for. They're going to have room for because they're so good. They're so highly regarded. And so those guys kind of have the leverage to wait until the second signing period because, hey, maybe they change their mind. Maybe they look and see what, you know, what's happened in the coordinator carousel. Maybe an assistant coach leaves. It was really their, their primary point of contact, and they want to uh, let the dust settle. Um, or, or, you know, there's a, the guys that are committed to those group of five programs or, or tier two power fives, and maybe they want to roll the dice and say, look, I think I'm better than this. Um, when I get to the second signing period and, and schools are, are filling out their board and they miss on somebody that was higher up than me, they may look down and find me sitting there and, and, and I might have a, a better opportunity waiting for me. So I think kids you know, can, can kind of gamble and find themselves really highly recruited in the second session um, that wouldn't otherwise be. So I, I, there's, a, there's a couple different scenarios that make a lot of sense to, to wait. Um. You did just hit on it. The other thing is, with all the coaching movement, that's got to be really frustrating, right? Because when you're signing in December, your assistant coaches, but also your head coaches, there can still be a lot of movement. And that's got to suck, right? To be a guy who spent all this time getting to know your position coach or getting to know your coordinator or getting to know your head coach, and then suddenly the rug gets pulled out from underneath you and you're playing for somebody you don't even know. Yeah, the guys that are are losing an, an assistant coach, you feel for them. <clears throat> the guys that are losing sort of their primary recruiter, you feel for them. But at the same time, that's sort of, that's sort of the business. You know, you just you have to, when you, when you commit to a program, you just sort of have to expect that, you know, an assistant coach, a position coach is going to be gone by the time you're done with your career at that program. But when we're talking about these guys that are ultimately pl- trying to play professional football and, and have realistic goals and aspirations to play professional p- football, you know, we can all roll our eyes about pick the school and, and not the coach, and you got to be happy with the school and you're going to college, you know, all that sort of nonsense talk. Look, these guys are ultimately trying to put themselves in the best position to, to, to be successful on the football field, and, and, and the guys we're talking about want to play in the NFL. And if you're losing a head coach before you, know, before you even enroll, if you're losing a coordinator before you even enroll, then, then that, the picture totally changes with the school that you just signed up with or just, just recently committed to. And so I think that that's a, that's a pretty tough pill to swallow for prospects that sign in that early signing period. And we saw several of it, you know, of the, of the moves happen this year where head coaches are changing. You're signing with one head coach and getting a different one two weeks later. And not to mention the, the, all the coordinator changes and assistant coach changes. So I, I think that's a, a problem with the early signing period because it doesn't really give the, the, the student-athletes much, much leverage. It doesn't really give the student-athletes uh, – they're sort of at the, uh, at the mercy of, of the college coaching carousel because, like I said earlier, I mean, those guys ultimately are going to be told in that December signing period for the most part, hey, buddy, uh, you can sign now or you can wait. But if you wait, we're not going to consider you committed. We're going to go and try to find someone to fill your spot. So what do most guys do? They sign, and then they lose their coaches in a lot of cases. So it, it's not a great situation. Uh, it's not a perfect system at all. I love looking at the composite ranking of 24-7 sports, and we're talking to Barton Simmons, national recruiting analyst there. 
Um, and for people who don't know, here's the top 10. I'm just going to run through them really quick uh, because it's kind of like a refresher course for people who forgot after the December signing day. Bama's one, Georgia is two, go figure. Texas, three, A&M, four, Oklahoma, five, LSU, six, Oregon, seven, Michigan, eight, and nine is Clemson, 10 is Penn State. Now, you talked about a couple of teams that could make a move, and I'll get back to that in a second. But first, Alabama right now, according to the 24-7 composite rankings, you said they have a chance to put together the greatest recruiting class maybe we've ever seen before. Right now, they have 24 four-star players, three five-star players. Those are mind-boggling numbers. How many more could they add? I don't know where they find the numbers to do this. And to clarify, this could be the highest-rated recruiting class of Nick Saban's okay. tenure. Who's I don't had think a better one than this? The, 20, the 2010 Florida class is our, is our number one-rated recruiting class of okay. all time. Um, this is this is potentially the number two rated recruiting class of all time with a perfect finish today. Likely Alabama finishes the top five all time, um, but it, 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 this is for Nick Saban. Um, you talk about the, those numbers, the five stars and the four star numbers. This is one of the deepest classes I've ever seen from Nick Saban in terms of just there's there's every kid in it is is an elite four star level guy, and so uh, it's just it's kind of mind boggling what he's done and. and Especially considering all the coaching turnover that he's had, I mean, they just they really attacked um, this 2019 cycle, and, and Nick Saban sort of proven. Even as everyone else starts to cycle up, as all these other really talented young head coaches with a recruiting background start to take over programs, um, Nick Saban sort of showing off that this is still this is still still how you get it done, guys. Uh, I'm still the, the leader of the pack here. And so it, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty special class for Alabama. For people out there, now there's always these people, and I'm sure you get them on social media all the time, and it makes you just want to like you know ram your head into the steering wheel probably over and over again. Um, they say, oh, <laughs> it doesn't matter about the four and five stars that you sign. There's lots of two and three star guys too. This is your opportunity to tell those people why they're idiots. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the important point is that there's over four thousand uh, FBS signees. There's there's another four thousand plus FCS signees. That doesn't even mention D two, D three, JUCO, or guys that show up and and uh, on a campus that maybe played another sport and 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 walk on and, and make it to the NFL. And so when you look at the minute number of four- and five-star players relative to the massive number of high school football players that, or, or just the, the population of, of, of athletes in general. Um, it is it, the, the likelihood that a four- and five-star hit uh, is, is, is astronomically different than the likelihood of a two- and three-star hitting. I mean, it, we, yes, two- and three-stars hit all the time, and, and we do not sentence these guys to four- or five-star careers, two- or three-star careers. Um, we project, and guys, guys make us look good, and they make us look bad all the time on both sides of the table. But the reality is, and there's no debating it, the numbers bear this out, a, a, a four- or a five-star prospect is significantly more likely to play in the NFL than a two or a three star prospect, and yes, there will be really good football teams with a lot of two and three star prospects. But if, if you look over time, 
I'm going to take my chances with a bunch of four and five star guys uh, versus your two and three star guys. And you look at the national champions every year, Alabama, Clemson. Uh, these are the teams that are rolling out the freaks. You can have really good seasons with a bunch of mid-level players. But to win a national championship, you really do have to have the freaks. And I think year in, year out, we've seen that bear out in the playoffs. You hit on the numbers, and I do think that's a big deal for people out there who may not be very familiar with the recruiting game in general. There are thousands of two- and three-star athletes out there, right? Thousands and thousands of them. That is the vast majority of signees. The five stars are just like a pinprick. I don't know how many you've got this year, but usually it's around 30, right? Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, how many do you guys have? have? 32, we have 32 at 24-7 sports. We have 32 every year to, to mirror the NFL draft because we're saying with our five-star rankings, these are the 32 players in this class most likely to be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. And, um, and, and the hit rate on those guys is – is, is is significantly higher um, than than the chances of a three, two, or even a four star playing in the NFL. And that kind of puts it in perspective. All right, you hit on this a little bit, but as we let you out, let you go here because I know it's going to be a wild day for you. Who are the guys that you think people should pay attention to? You said you only have thirty two five stars. How many five stars are going to sign today, and where do you think those guys might go? There's only one five-star that's signing today. That's Darnell Wright um, out of uh, the kid that that's, I think is, is likely heading to uh, Tennessee. Um, Where else might Jerry he Ealy. go? Would you, be, would you be stunned if he didn't go to Tennessee? Because he's been kind of a Tennessee I, lean for a long time. I'd be, I would be stunned if he didn't end up at Tennessee. Okay. Uh, West Virginia has tried to make a run, um, but, and he's a West Virginia native. Uh, but I, I would be surprised if he's not at Tennessee. The other five-star actually is, is a kid named Jerry Ely, who's a running back uh, who's probably going to get drafted in the first round of the Major League Baseball draft this spring, probably going to pull a Kyler Murray and get drafted, play in the, major, in the major leagues, but play a season of college football first. Uh, it looks like Ole Miss is, is trending to beat out Alabama, Clemson, and, and Mississippi State for Jerry Ely. So that's the other five-star level guy to keep an eye on. Um, and then there, there's a couple others. Henry To'o To'o, who is a, a linebacker in Northern California, Alabama, Washington, the main ones there. And then Kyir Elam is another really talented corner out of Florida uh, that's battling between Florida and Georgia. So uh, those are kind of the names to, to keep an eye on today. And even this morning, Chris Bogle, who's a commit to Alabama, yeah, he's, we're about an hour away from him making his decision. Miami and Florida trying to flip him, have a good shot. He's a Florida native, an edge rusher. So Alabama, even amid a lot of good news, is probably coming their way. They're, they're trying, to, uh, trying to, to, to avoid some bad news early in the day as well. I know I said last question, but I am curious on this, and I think I've asked you this before, but how often are you surprised by where a guy goes? Because we hear all the time on signing day, oh, he's doing the hat ceremony, oh, he's going to stand up and pick uh, his destination point. How often does it happen to you, given how much time you spend on this, where you're like, wow, I had no idea that guy was going to go there? Yeah, and, and not just time I spend on it, but just at 24-7, we have this sort of vast network of, of resources and, and reporters. And if I don't know, someone on our network probably knows or knows someone that knows. And so very rarely do we not kind of know where these guys are going by the time they announce. There's probably one or two every signing day that really surprise us, that, that do a really good job of keeping things under wraps. 
but but for the most part, and if you follow 24-7 sports, you look at our pro, player profiles, we have a, a tool called the Crystal Ball where experts make predictions on where these guys go. Uh, that Crystal Ball is usually pretty on point. Um, and so by the time the announcement comes, we don't have a lot of surprises, so we'll we'll keep an eye out today and and uh, and see if anybody catches us slipping. I know I said last question, but I do have one more question. You covered Kyler Murray for a long time, and you've seen what he's become: Heisman Trophy winner, leads Oklahoma into the playoffs. Would you draft him as the first quarterback in the NFL based on what you have seen, or is his size too much of a concern for you? I don't think his size is too much of a concern. My my only thing with Kyler Murray is I don't know that he's the same sort of transformative leader that like a Baker Mayfield is. And so I think there's some intangibles there that I think Kyler Murray is a phenomenal competitor. Um, you know, and I think he is a winner and I think he is, he's one of the best high school football players I've ever seen in my career. Um, and the size doesn't worry me. I think the talent is there. Uh, I think he's a guy that is, is still maturing. And so that's my only hesitation with him. If you're going to sort of pick a, a franchise quarterback in the first round, um, you know, I, 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 I need to dig a little bit on that and, and, and make sure he's sort of the leader that I, I want. But I think that's coming. I think that he'll get there. And so I like him better than the other quarterbacks in this draft. I'll say that much. I, I think he got a better chance of winning with him than most of the guys available in this draft. Yeah, we talked about that when we played the Dan Patrick interview. He just seemed a little bit immature, right? I mean, he didn't seem like the kind of guy where this is your franchise guy. And I think that maybe made people take pause when they listened to that interview he did. Barton, I know it's going to be a wild day for you. Thanks for getting up early with us here and uh, enjoy this recruiting class, getting uh, the bow put on the present, so to speak. Appreciate it, my man. All right, Clay. Thanks, buddy. That's Barton Simmons. Go follow him on Twitter. It is National Signing Day Completion Part 2. When we return, we'll dive back into these NBA stories. Also, maybe should we do the anonymous mailbag? I think we probably will, but maybe I've run over it. Maybe we need to do that tomorrow. Anyway, well, I'll make decisions during the break. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. And let me tell you, right now it is getting close to Valentine's Day. In fact, guys, don't blow this. We are right now eight days from Valentine's Day. Valentine's is February 14th for you knuckleheads out there that have already forgotten the date. And I believe I am correct that that is next Thursday. Next Thursday. Instead of ending up in a panic when you're in bed on Wednesday night and you suddenly come wide awake and think, oh my God, it's February 13th, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Why don't you make the smart decision and go ahead and get hooked up right now? And I've told you this and I continue to tell you this. Every woman who says she doesn't want roses is lying. Every single one of them. You might be like, well, my girlfriend said she, she's lying to you. It's a test. You're either going to pass or you're going to fail. There's never been a woman in the history of recorded women. It's going all the way back to women starting to exist. Back in caveman days, women liked roses. They still do. They like flowers. Make the smart decision. Don't blow it. Make sure you're hooked up on Valentine's Day. Right now, you can get one dozen red roses with a free glass vase for just $24.99. She's going to think you spent more, but you can get it for $24.99 plus shipping and handling. Go to proflowers.com today. That's proflowers.com today. Click the microphone in the upper right corner 
Enter the code Clay Travis. That's my name, C L A Y T R A V I S, to choose the perfect roses at the perfect price. That's proflowers.com. Click the microphone and enter the code Clay Travis. Order today at proflowers.com and avoid looking like an idiot on Valentine's Day when you don't have roses for your woman. Get hooked up today, proflowers.com. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerackcom the way tire buying should be 
Welcome back. Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, a list price, and an invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Let me go ahead and bring up Eddie Garcia. Let's find out what's shaking the world of sports. Let's start with NBA news. We have the trade deadline coming up on Thursday, and we had a deal late Tuesday night with the Clippers agreeing to trade Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, and Mike Scott to the 76ers for Landry Chimet, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, two first-round picks and two second-round picks. On the court, both the 76ers and Clippers were in action. Philadelphia losing at home to the Raptors, 119-107. to Kawhi Leonard, 24 points, lead Toronto. And the Clippers won in Charlotte over the Hornets, 117-115. to Tobias Harris, in his final game for L.A., led the way with 34 points. Celtics beat the Cavaliers, 103-96. to Thunder topped the Magic, 132-122. Paul George, 39 points. And Russell Westbrook, another triple-double, 16 points, 15 rebounds, 16 assists for Oklahoma City. For uh, Westbrook, his seventh straight triple-double Pacers pound the Lakers 136-94, 42-point losses, the worst ever for a LeBron James team. College basketball, number one Tennessee beat Missouri 72-60. Volunteers are 21-1. They've won 17 in a row. Wins for number two Duke, number five Kentucky, number seven Michigan, and number eight North Carolina, while ninth-ranked Michigan State and number 10 Marquette both lost. This uh, report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds. But first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Uh, we are indeed here in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. If you're just waking up, you just heard the the news breaking uh, about the trade that happened overnight or uh, early this morning, depending on how you want to classify it. Tobias Harris uh, has been officially moved. The drama now all with the Lakers and the Lake Show losing by 42 points last night. I thought, guys, I'm going to bring up the crew here. The picture of LeBron. Sitting by himself, I tweeted it out. I would imagine everybody else has seen it. The Lakers go on the road Thursday against the Celtics, then they play Saturday against the Sixers. I think they're likely to lose both those games and fall two games under 500. Then they've got one more against the Hawks, which in theory they should be able to win. Then it's the All-Star break. Is there anybody else other than me who thinks the Lakers are going to struggle to make the playoffs regardless of what happens before the trade deadline? No, and I'm not just being a homer. I, I said this before the season started. I think that the Lakers will squeak into the playoffs. And dreaming, I wanted them to be like a fourth or fifth seed. That's not going to happen. But I do think that they can get that eighth spot, especially with the Clippers dealing away their big man and one of their best shooters. Yeah, the Clippers right now are the eighth seed. So the Clippers are trying to clear up space. Now, it would be a real uh, – I was making a joke about if the, the the Lakers suddenly traded LeBron for Anthony Davis – but it would be kind of a, a, a spoiler alert or a uh, or a record scratch moment, I guess I should say, if suddenly the Clippers made the move and ended up with Anthony Davis because there certainly is going to be the, 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 the potential there that the Clippers could end up with somebody like Kawhi and Anthony Davis together, which would make the Lakers' job that much more difficult. Um, what about you, Eddie? You're out in L.A. Would you be stunned if the Lakers don't make the playoffs? I wouldn't be stunned, but I do 
agree with Danny that the Clippers have pulled the plug on their season, trading away their best player. Uh, now, maybe that'll set them up later with all the picks they've acquired, and we'll see if they make a trade. But I, I, I would say, as it stands right now, the Clippers are not going to make the playoffs, and I think the Lakers are better than the Sacramento Kings. I think the Lakers will squeak in. What is the uh, actual? Will somebody look this up for me? The time, the exact time of the NBA trade deadline is it four o'clock Eastern on on Thursday? Because I know it's Thursday, but I'm curious what exact time it is on Thursday. Because I know on Friday we'll probably be reacting to whatever happened on Thursday. But I think if I'm not mistaken, it's like four o'clock Eastern. So that would mean whatever the math is now. There's about thirty what thirty six hours. Yeah, it's three p.m. Eastern. Three p.m. Eastern is the official trade deadline on Thursday. So let's say three p.m. Eastern arrives. And by the way, if you're not on Twitter, that is what Twitter is made for, right? The NBA trade deadline. NFL start a free agency, everything else. That's where the news breaks like crazy. So let's presume that it is 3.01 Eastern and the Lakers have been unable to make any moves. What is LeBron going to be like? With the, with the team that is left behind, is he going to be like, is he going to lie? Is he going to be like, you know what? I decided, I told the management that we couldn't make any moves because you guys are too good. And I thought you were better than Anthony Davis. Like, does he call a team meeting? Because right now it seems clear that LeBron is the only guy who feels 100% confident that he is going to be on the team Friday, right? If you saw the way the Lakers played last night against the Pacers, that is the overriding impact right now. I don't think it's going to be a good performance on Saturday against the Celtics, but at least then those guys will know, hey, we get to finish out the rest of this season before anything happens. And I do think, like, it sucks to get traded probably if you're a young guy, period. But getting traded at the end of a season is nowhere near the same as getting traded in the midpoint of a season where suddenly you're, you know, on an airplane moving to a strange city. That's pretty overwhelming even for a veteran. But for a younger guy who may not have even lived in that many different cities in his life, for instance, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball hasn't been anywhere other than L.A. If he suddenly got shipped to New Orleans, he'd be like a fish out of water. Now, his brothers have been to Lithuania or wherever the heck it was. Was it Lithuania? I can't even remember where they went and played uh, pro basketball for for a a little bit of time. Uh, But does LeBron call a team meeting and be like, hey, guys, I decided not to trade anybody? He's got to lie, right? Because those guys would still know they weren't the preferred choices. I would love to know what LeBron does if it's 3:01 Eastern. Nothing has taken place. Nothing has happened. He's stuck with basically the same squad he already had, and then he's got a losing record, and he's got to convince these guys that they can make the playoffs and get drilled by the Warriors. Love to see how that would happen. All right, when we come back, we have got two unbelievably awesome Animal Thunderdome stories. We haven't done the, have we done the Thunderdome this week? I don't think we've done the Animal Thunderdome yet this week. We got two amazing stories for you. You're not going to want to miss these. That's next. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Great pull by Roberto here. Welcome back to Geico Outkick Studios. Men, M Drive is the supplement I use every day. You should consider it too. If you want to feel stronger, have more energy and drive, now's the time to start taking M Drive. To learn learn more, visit mdrive4men.com today. Refind your prime with mdrive. This is about to be a prime example of how good the Animal Thunderdome can be. Cue the music, boys. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. Sam, you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. This is an amazing opening paragraph to an Animal Thunderdome story. A man whose body was discovered partially eaten by a bear in the Great Smoky Mountains last year died of a meth overdose before the bear got to him, according to an autopsy released on Monday. The remains of William Lee Hill, he was 30, were discovered in the National Park in September when officials encountered a bear feeding on the body in an area off a trail. Without knowing the exact cause of death, park officials and wildlife professionals decided to euthanize the bear a few days later for public safety reasons. But on Monday, they discovered that the man actually died of a meth overdose. Uh, And the 30-year-old had gone to the park with his friend to illegally remove ginseng. But the pair became separated and the other guy dies uh, as a result of a meth overdose. The bear was killed and uh, the park says attacks on humans are rare. Uh, bears are wild animals. So there are about 1,500 bears in the Great Smoky Mountains, which uh, exist along the Tennessee-North Carolina border. So for a little while, a couple of things about this. For a little while, do you think the meth translated to the bear? And if so, how wild was that bear when he had when he was a meth bear? I mean, just running like crazy through the woods, all hopped up on meth thinking he could destroy the world. That had to be the most dangerous bear ever in the history of mankind. Second, the bear just gets killed for just eating a random guy who died and was you know, just off the trail, like, uh, like left behind. So I think this is a tough break for the bear. He didn't even do anything, and he still got killed. But can you imagine a meth bear, like a bear all <laughs> hopped up on meth and how much of an apex predator that bear would have been? I'm no scientist. We only play those on the radio here. But because of the way certain drugs metabolize and all that, I'm wondering if secondhand can that bear actually have any effects of the meth in the bear's system? My assumption is yes, because it's much more entertaining to think about a meth bear. (laughs) I just love the idea of the bear all methed up, like just knocking things over, running through trees, like just stepping to other bears. Um, until it ends up getting shot. But what does meth exactly do to people? Do you know? I, I don't know much about that drug. Fortunately, I've never done it, but I think it makes you basically feel like you're indestruct, uh, you know, like undest- indestructible, right? Like, is, is, who's the meth expert on here? Dub. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it makes you feel like you're completely like, uh, like, I mean, you would be like, think like you're a superhero, right? I think, I think that's LSD, isn't it? I mean, maybe it's a mellower version. I'm going to Google it. What does meth make you feel like? Yeah. Don't use drugs, kids. Uh, and because if you do, you might get eaten by a bear. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know how. Also, tough tough life to be out digging for ginseng in the in a national park, which is illegal, and then decide you got to do meth and then uh, overdose and then get eaten by a bear. It says euphoria. Yeah. The effect that meth users are looking for is a kind of intense pleasure called euphoria. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the bear would just be euphoric, you know, just running around like, you know, convinced he's the greatest bear that's ever lived. 
I don't think you want to step to that. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we also have. Oh, man. This is an unbelievable story. Colorado. Yeah, this was tweeted to us hundreds of times. A trail runner in Colorado killed a mountain lion with his bare hands in self-defense after he was attacked from behind on Monday. The unidentified man suffered serious injuries, but he was able to kill the animal while defending himself. The runner did everything he could to save his life. In the event of a lion attack, you need to do anything in your power to fight back, just as this gentleman did, says Mark Leslie, the Colorado Parks and Wildlife He choked out manager. the mountain lion, right? He did. He suffocated it choked it out i mean he just got his hands around this is like my argument remember we had this argument for a while about the fact that i thought i could kill an alligator um but just like a lot enough elbows uh to the vital uh, you know like uh, organ region yeah this guy gets attacked from behind by a mountain lion and somehow maintains his wits and chokes the thing out now, do you take some kill points away because it was a juvenile mountain lion? It depends on how much smaller a juvenile mountain lion is. I mean, yeah, certainly if I were this guy in an ideal situation, I don't want the mountain lion described as juvenile. But are we, we're not talking about like a kitten. I mean, it's, it, I think it said it, the thing weighed 80 pounds. So, I mean, if you kill an 80-pound mountain lion that attacks you from behind – while you're just out for a jog. It's not like this guy was on a hunt, you know, and he had a weapon. Yeah. He used his bare hands to kill him. Remember we had this big discussion. I think it was just, uh, a while back, Arian Foster argued that he could kill a wolf with his bare hands. I remember that. Uh, and there was much discussion about whether or not that was possible. And uh, this certainly would go in favor of him that this guy was able to kill the mountain lion. And didn't we have uh, a grandma, like, choke out a mountain lion mm-hmm. a while back in Georgia? Yeah, there's been a few of these stories on Animal Thunderdome, and you're right. This, Even though it was a quote-unquote juvenile mountain lion, it did some damage to this guy. He's still in the hospital with serious injuries, including facial bite wounds, lacerations to his arms, legs, and back. Yeah, we need to get this guy on uh, OutKick at some point if we can. Uh, oh, the authorities, after the authorities are done with him, because they say we have several questions for him. So they're yeah, that doesn't. I mean, yeah. what questions could they remotely have for him? Uh, yeah, this guy—he's not a bad guy. He's a hero. And le- even if he picked a fight with the mountain lion, he still won it. Like the mountain lion, uh, he says attacked him. But I don't even know what questions they could have for him. And why wouldn't they just go ahead and ask those questions? Anyway, this is a big win for the humans in the animal Thunderdome. I know the animals are going to strike back. But for a mountain lion to attack a random guy jogging in Colorado and a mountain lion cowardly attacked from behind and then this dude just fights him off and chokes it out, I mean, that is, uh, that's pretty awesome. I feel bad for the meth bear, but the mountain lion-human uh, conflict, I'm pretty pumped about our, about our success as a species in this win. Uh, by the way, you can always send the Animal Thunderdome stories, as many of you do. We appreciate it. You can tag us on Twitter. You can uh, certainly uh, make sure that we see them. And uh, we don't miss these stories very often. So that was uh, that was pretty fantastic. All right. When we come back, top of hour three, we'll dive back into the Anthony Davis uh, trade ongoing drama situation. We'll touch on uh, signing day. If you haven't uh, been paying attention to the show or you just woke up, we talked with Barton Simmons. It's the second signing day. It used to be the one signing day was in February. Now uh, there are two signing days. The early signing day, this is the late signing day. Uh, all of the uh, the remaining athletes who are going to be uh, signing for college football are signing today. And we'll talk about the biggest news that happened overnight while many of you were sleeping, which is the L.A. Clippers deciding to trade 
Tobias Harris to the 76ers. All that and more. Plus, we will talk with Andrew Marchand of, uh, I believe it's the New York Post, who broke the story about ESPN firing Adnan Verk for allegedly leaking inside information from ESPN. What does he think about that story? What does that tell us? All that and more. We've got a loaded final hour. Encourage you to download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss any of it. This has been Outkick the Coverage. First two hours in the books, Wednesday edition. Up next, we'll talk with Andrew Marchand, and we'll break down all those stories and more on Outkick. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, Check out TrueCar, True Cash Offer, not available in all areas. If you're just waking up across the country, it's 8 a.m. on the East Coast. It is 5 a.m. on the West Coast, and the East and West Coast had a big trade going down last night while many people slept. The uh, L.A. Clippers decided to move Tobias Harris, their best player, all the way across the country to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange primarily for draft picks and young players, the Clippers trying to set up an opportunity in the offseason or maybe in the short season if they want to try to make a run now at Anthony Davis, but more likely in the offseason to try to add a couple of big-time free agents. They have freed up a lot of space. Arguably, they are in as good, if not better shape, than the Lakers and many other teams out there that are trying to make sure they have the salary cap space to make a big run in what is a uh, intriguing 2019 free agent class that will include guys like Kevin Durant, uh, among others, to see exactly what might take place. Kyrie Irving, there's a lot of guys out there. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, there are a lot of players that could be testing the market and likely will be looking for new destinations. So the Clippers have decided to free up some space. And so as a result, they have shipped Tobias Harris to the 76ers. So that happened while many of you were sleeping. The question that is now out there, are the Sixers good enough to win the Eastern Conference? There are four teams at the top of the Eastern Conference right now, all fighting to see who is going to be the team that advances to probably play the Golden State Warriors from the Western Conference. Will it be the Milwaukee Bucks? who have the best record in basketball and are certainly under the radar, I would still say, to a large degree? Will it be the Celtics, who have had a lot of drama and are trying to figure out what to do with Kyrie Irving and whether or not they can make the pursuit of Anthony Davis real? Will it be the Philadelphia 76ers, who just made that move to add a fourth primary point of a big-time playmaker to their roster? Or... Will it be uh, a team that I, that I think uh, a lot of people don't necessarily buy into, but certainly they've made a lot of moves and they still make, make moves before the NBA trade deadline is officially here, the Toronto Raptors. So right now you're sitting uh, with the NBA trade deadline tomorrow at 3 o'clock Eastern. You've got all those teams sitting around trying to figure out what they are going to do. The Lakers announced through a bunch of different media sources that they were officially stepping back and would not be chasing Anthony Davis anymore. They felt like they were bidding against themselves. They want to see a response from the Pelicans. Will the Pelicans give them one, or will the Pelicans just say, you know what, we're fine waiting out the rest of this season. We'll see what the offers look like at the end of the year for Anthony Davis. We're not going to be rushed into trying to make a move 
we will see all of our available options. In the meantime, LeBron James and the Lakers played last night in Indianapolis, and it did not go well. The biggest defeat in the history of LeBron James's NBA career, the Pacers go out and win by 42 points. And while Laker players were shooting free throws, well, Pacer fans did not hold off. They were chanting, LeBron is going to trade you. I believe we have that audio. Here's what it sounds like. They averaged 16 points last year in year two. He's at 17.2 in his last five last year and won a ring. They just presented it to him at the game LeBron James didn't play because uh, McGee didn't play in the first one when they played in Golden State. So pretty incredible there from the fans with the Pacers. They were definitely letting LeBron James's team have it. Not a surprise because the Pacers have had an awful lot of tough outcomes going up against LeBron James, including Game 7 last year. Uh, and certainly the Pacer fans still getting over the loss of Victor Oladipo for the rest of the season. But that was a beatdown of epic proportions. After the game, LeBron was asked about the situation. He had this to say. We have a lot of guys that has been in, in trade talks the last couple of weeks that's never been in that position before. So you have to ask those guys and um, you know, how they're dealing with it. I don't uh, I, I can't you can't really ask me. I've never you know been a part of that, but I've been a part of teammates. You know, I, I know it has to be tough on, on a lot of our guys, especially our young guys. Uh, you know, right now, they've just never been a part of it. And, um, you know, and they're hearing it every single day. The worst thing that, that you can do right now is be on social media. And I know all young guys love social media. So, um, you know, that, that definitely can't help. There's no doubt about that. You talk to uh, NBA players around the trade deadline, and they find out the news about all the trades that are being made oftentimes just like a lot of us do by just clicking through on social media and seeing what the latest is there so uh, again trade deadline tomorrow three o'clock eastern just fyi we'll have chris mannix on hour one tomorrow on thursday breaking down some of the possibilities and certainly anything can happen over the next what's the math on that live math is always tough for me but what there's about uh, 32 hours left before the official NBA trade deadline is here at 3 o'clock Eastern, if uh, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, uh, 31 hours until that officially gets here. Uh, all right, uh, in addition to that, last night, a couple of upsets. Michigan State, the Spartans kind of fallen apart, went on the road, lost to Illinois, and also Marquette uh, took a loss. Tennessee continues to roll, as does Duke um, and Kentucky. Uh, three of the top five teams were in action last night and all three had relatively easy wins. Uh, it is also National Signing Day Part 2, the culmination and conclusion of uh, the uh, the signing day process. Who exactly is going to, uh, to, to end up with the number one overall class? Not a lot of uncertainty out there. We talked with Barton Simmons, recruit, national recruiting analyst for 24-7 sports. He said Alabama has the potential to put up the second best signing day class of all time. So Nick Saban, after the beatdown from Clemson, not uh, not wasting any time in rolling out and dominating. This would be his best class that he has ever signed. And obviously Saban has signed a lot of top classes. So that story will be playing out throughout the course of today as well. Uh, and when we are done, we will have the completed list of all of the top teams in the country. And we'll be able to kind of assess how those classes uh, fulfilled themselves out. All right, when we come back, 
Uh, we will talk with Andrew Marchand about what I think is a pretty fascinating story. ESPN fired Adnan Verk for allegedly leaking internal uh, company information. We will discuss that. Uh, but in the meantime, I just want to reiterate again about Anthony Davis. I think it's a bad decision. I think if I were advising Anthony Davis, and he came to me and he said, okay, Clay Travis, what would you suggest? I'm going to keep beating this drum because I think it's by far the right decision. I think Anthony Davis has been led astray by people who are not advising him what is best for his career. I would tell him, hey, finish out this year. Finish out this year. You can let it be known privately that you're willing to be talked about from a trade perspective. If somebody wants to pull the trigger on a trade, you can think about it. But what you should do is do what LeBron did all three times that he left. You should not want to be traded. You should wait until your contract runs out at the end of next year, and then you should go around and visit all these different teams that have the salary cap space to offer you a max deal. And in the process, you should figure out whether or not you want to go to those teams. You should not require the teams, as would be the case right now, to trade away all their best assets to get you. Why would you want to go somewhere where they have to mortgage the future in order for you to play there? LeBron didn't do that when he went to Miami. He didn't do it when he came back to Cleveland, and he didn't do it when he went to the Lakers. The smart move, if you are a strategic thinker acting in a, on a business imperative, is to find the best situation, go join that team, and don't require them to give up big talent in order to get you. It makes absolutely no sense. Now, again, it makes sense for LeBron James because he needs to win right now. But Anthony Davis is 25 years old. He's not 35 like LeBron staring down the final few games and seasons of his career compared to when he started. Doesn't make sense to require the Lakers to give up everything to get you. Finish out this year, then finish out next year, and then go wherever you want after taking a big-time visit to all of the different potential destinations. I honestly still think the best destination for Anthony Davis is the Boston Celtics if he's thinking about the long-range future of his uh, career. But that is my opinion on that right now. Uh, again, big news, Tobias Harris being traded to the 76ers. When we come back, Andrew Marshan from the New York Post will join us and he will break down his scoop about uh, Adnan Verk being fired. But in the meantime, I know a lot of you are standing there with the toothbrush in your hand. I can see you. I have telepathic powers. And I know you're standing there listening to me while you start your morning brushing your teeth, and you are probably not doing a very good job brushing your teeth. How do I know that? Well, I know that because 90% of you don't brush your teeth long enough. And 75% of you are using those old worn-out bristles on that old broken-down toothbrush that you refuse to, fit, to trade away. And as a result, your teeth are not getting the popular and impressionable and important good clean that they could. That's why you need to go get a Quip electric toothbrush. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association, and they have thousands of verified five-star reviews. I told you my wife stole my Quip. Well, I just got a new one for myself. That's how popular this has been in my house. My wife stole my toothbrush, and that's why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. You don't have to charge this electric toothbrush only once for every we charge it once and it runs for three months and right now it starts at just 25 bucks and if you go to getquip.com that's g-e-t 
Q-U-I-P, Q-U-I-P, getquip.com slash clay right now. You get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. Again, that's your first refill pack for free along with the toothbrush at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P slash clay, my name, C-L-A-Y. That's getquip slash clay. This is Outkick the Coverage. Why did ESPN fire one of their most popular anchors? We'll discuss next with Andrew Marchand on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer. 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, this is a great bring back here. Saw them down in uh, Atlanta. They were incredible. Foo Fighters, uh, great performance. Uh, welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We're brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. Let me go ahead and uh, should we go to – let's go to Eddie. Ed, is Eddie ready to go? Let me get an update from Eddie, then we'll go to Andrew Marchand. Eddie Garcia, you ready to give us an update? Absolutely. On the uh, Geico scoreboard in the NBA. Well, first we'll tell you about a deal that happened last night. we got the trade deadline in the NBA coming up on Thursday, late Tuesday night. Uh, on the West Coast, we had the L.A. Clippers sending out their leading scorer, Tobias Harris, along with Boban Marjanovic and Mike Scott to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for Landry Shamet. Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, two first-round picks and two second-round picks. Now, both the Sixers and the Clippers were in action last night. Raptors beating Philadelphia on the road, 119-107. Kawhi Leonard, 24 points in the win, and Joel Embiid, 37 points in the loss for the Sixers. Also, the Clippers were able to beat the Hornets, 117-115. That was in Charlotte, and Tobias Harris in his final game for L.A. led the way with 34 points. Celtics beat the Cavaliers, 103-96. was the Thunder over the Magic, 132 to 122. Paul George, 39 points. And Russell Westbrook, his seventh straight triple-double, 16 points, 15 rebounds, and 16 assists. And the Pacers pound the Lakers, 136-94. That 42-point loss is the worst ever for a LeBron James team. In college basketball, top-ranked Tennessee beat Missouri, 72-60. Volunteers are now 21-1 overall and have won 17 in a row. Wins for number two, Duke, number five, Kentucky, seventh-ranked Michigan, and number eight, North Carolina, while number nine, Michigan State, and number 10, Marquette, Lost In the NHL, the Pittsburgh Penguins will host the Tampa Bay Lightning at 8 Eastern tonight. It's our Discover Card key matchup. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds. The first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. This is indeed the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. We're joined now by Andrew Marchand. He is a uh, reporter on sports and media and business-related issues for the New York Post, and he broke a big story about Adnan Verk, an ESPN uh, sportscaster, ESPN announcer, who was fired for leaking information uh, to a uh, to another sports website. We're going to bring him in right now. Andrew, this is a big story. I don't remember a story ever like this before. Do you? Offhand, I mean, I, it does nothing comes to mind, at least with sports media companies, with uh, someone getting fired for leaking. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different. I mean, having covered teams for a long time, I know – uh, you know, there's sometimes some crackdowns uh, with, you know, I've covered the Yankees for years, uh, but nothing like this where someone got let go. 
uh, we're talking to Andrew Marshan. So for people who don't know this story, uh, Adnan Verk is a, uh, a fairly popular, versatile, used a lot um, announcer for ESPN for a lot of their studio programming shows. What happened and why did he get fired so far as you've been able to uncover? Well, yeah, he's a rising, he was a rising star. He's 40, affable guy, did a lot of fill-in work on ESPN radio uh, and college football, college basketball. And so the feeling from ESPN was this was premeditated. Um, he, he leaked some information uh, to the website, Awful Announcing, uh, where first off he tipped them off to a conference call. And then they had the conference call, and it was, it was about baseball, and Adnan Verk wasn't on it for most of the conference call. So uh, after the call, he called one of his bosses and asked very pointed questions about you know the contracts and the what's going on with uh, baseball and major and and ESPN. And then those answers ended up being on the Awful Announcing website later that day. Um, and so the issue for ESPN, which really got them going, was first off they felt like it was premeditated. Secondly, um, the fact is on the conference call, these things weren't discussed. So, you know, a lot of times during a conference call, 15 people on there, uh, could be any one of 15 people. Okay. It gets out this case. It, they didn't discuss what was in the report. The questions were asked, uh, to, to, to Virk's boss. And they're kind of, you know, not really in his lane in terms of really what his concerns probably should be. And then they end up on a, on a website later that day, and then he wasn't forthright in terms of when he was confronted with this information. And it's a harsh penalty. Uh, could have been a two-week suspension. Yeah, it's possible. But, uh, but then he was let go, and, and that's where it stands right now. And is he uh, contemplating, I think you've reported a lawsuit, right, over his firing? He is. He's either hired or will hire a Connecticut-based lawyer and you know, will probably pursue legal action. Now, this is a fascinating story to me because by firing him, they draw way more attention to this story than would ever have existed if they had not fired him. I assume you would agree with that. No doubt. So what is ESPN's motivation here? Are they trying to basically send a message to everybody else who's an employee that, hey, you better not be talking to media because if you do, it could be your job? Is, this, is, is he just kind of the fall guy for a larger, uh, a larger intent here to try to stifle the release of sensitive information? Yeah, I can't speak to their full motivation, but I, I don't think so. Though I don't think it's some sort of, Let's make an example at Adnan Verk. I think this is a situation where it kind of was a little fire and then it became a forest fire and where they felt like this was the right thing to do. You know, they just signed Adnan Verk to a four-year contract. So it's not as if, um, you know, they didn't like him, uh, you know, because that, that just happened. Um, but, I mean, I think a fair question to ask, if this was Scott Van Pelt, you know, the Midnight Sports Center is doing very well in the ratings, and this happens. And, you know, Van Pelt, if, let's say he wasn't forthright, and, you know, the exact same scenario, would he have gotten let go? I don't know about that. So, um, but, but I don't think it's to stifle other people. I just think that the fact of how, you know, a word that, you know, sources keep telling me, the premeditated action of kind of going out of your way to give company secrets, uh, that is what, uh, I think really set off ESPN. 
this is always fascinating to me when a leak happens, right? Whether it's in the White House, whether it's out of a team, whether it's uh, in any other industry, right? Why did the person want the story to be leaked? Um, this story had to do with baseball, baseball ratings, whether Baseball Tonight's going to be on ESPN. What was Adnan Virk's motivation to care enough about this story that he wanted it out there? Yeah, that's a, it's a very good question, and it's kind of – it's right now, I don't know, I don't have a full answer for you why, why he would do this because, like I said, he just signed a four-year contract. Perhaps, and I don't know this for sure, but perhaps he was leaking – information awful announcing to try to curry favor and good good publicity uh that's been known to happen uh but but like i said he just signed a new contract so i don't really see i don't really see the motivation for him um getting it out there i think i saw you tweet maybe or say something i want to on um your periscope show about uh that maybe he wanted to try to get public pressure to get baseball tonight on more regularly um I don't know. That seems a little like I, that's an odd strategy to me for a sportscaster. I, I think he's a little naive, quite honestly, and uh, and and it, it's cost them dearly. Uh, but I don't know if there's some like uh, huge game plan that was 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 in play. Yeah, and that's always what surprises me is I, I buy that people will leak stories, but usually there's an underlying motivation on behalf of the person who leaks. And what I always say is, people out there, like we talk about stories like these. But my position is, I don't think I've ever been an anonymous source for an article. I mean, I mean that legitimately. And certainly, I've never been anonymously quoted because if I have an opinion on something, I just say it. And if I don't feel comfortable saying it, then I don't say anything at all about it. And so that, to me, is really what's so intriguing about this story in general. One, I don't necessarily think what got leaked is like some major state secret that is like fundamentally altering the trajectory of ESPN's business model. And two, I can't figure out why Adnan Verk would want to be leaking this to begin with. And three, I keep circling back around to the ESPN decision. If they just like kind of keep this in-house, nobody else ever hears about it, and it doesn't turn into a major story. That's true, but when you run a business, though, I don't know if you can, every decision you make, you have to think about only the PR point of view of it. You know, it's, because it, it, I, I think you have to, I, again, I'm not saying their decision is right or wrong, but I don't know if you can just say, well, we think he should be let go, but we're not going to let him go because the publicity won't be great. Um, I think you have to do what you think is right. I think you worry, you, you have to worry about publicity, don't get me wrong, but you also have to worry about what you think is right. And I think what really was broken is the trust between, you know, Virk and, you know, his direct boss. Um, and I can't speak directly to if this is what Phil Orleans is, the senior coordinating producer. But if, if you called, Clay, your bosses at iHeartRadio or Fox Sports and said to them, uh, you know, ask them pointed questions about stuff. And then, you know, 10 minutes later called me up, leaked that information on I don't know if there'd be a, the trust with you and your bosses would probably be severed. And I, I'm not saying it's, you know, not, you couldn't repair it, but it would be difficult. So I think that is it would really also, the by the way, be it. insanely stupid of me. Right. Which is why well, I come back around yes. to Adnan Verk's <laughs> actions here. Like, what does he think that people are not going to know where this is coming from? Like, this just seems so dumb to me. It doesn't seem bright. Like I, like I said before, Adnan's a very talented broadcaster and the reason that you know um i think you have a little fun with i think he's going to be fine in terms of eventually he's very talented i think he'll get another job he's 
big in entertainment. Maybe they'll move into that. Sports, I think there'll be opportunities. So I think he's going to be fine. But in terms of the like why you would do that, I, I don't see the motivation at all. Like what's in it for him? Again, just signed a new four-year contract that was worth more than seven figures in total. Uh, so why why get into this? And also just like you have to think about. And I I have sources, of course, and you know sometimes you're on a, you have a conversation with them, and it just happened, and there's like three people in the room, and it's like, yeah, you know what? You know, if I say to them, I don't want to get you in trouble. You know, and, and they say, you know, this, you know, let's we gotta wait a little bit because there's three people in the room, and it, it'll be it's pretty you know obvious how you could eliminate, and, and that person would be the the one they're pointing the finger at. And in this case, yeah, there was really no. Um, it was obvious it was him. I mean, there's no there's no other way to look at it, and and also just asking the questions of your boss that really have nothing to do with what you what he does. I think that also hurt him uh, when the when ESPN made its final decision. The story comes out one hour before kickoff for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Coincidental in your mind? Yes. I mean, I know how it worked. I mean, I can't get into all my sources, but yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, I can just tell you on a personal level. I was getting ready to review the Super Bowl, and it wasn't really something I necessarily wanted uh, to to work on at that point. I was, you know, getting ready uh, to watch the pregame, and you know, the turnaround was pretty quick after I found out the information. I think it was like 45 minutes later. You know, I you know made several calls and had confirmation. We had a story um, up, so yeah, that had nothing to do with it. I know that you, you tweeted that, but that's completely inaccurate. I still think the timing is unbelievable, but you can uh, you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just, I, you're, I, I, yeah, yeah, I can't get to the sources, but uh, you're completely wrong on that. I get it why you would think that, but and also if it were the, uh, it actually if that it's 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 totally incorrect. Let me say that. But if it were, it would have been a bad strategy because these type of stories really get a social media lift. Uh, everyone, a lot of people are on Twitter during the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was completely you know boring and the story um i can tell you got at least with the post and a lot of people picked it up it was read by a lot of people yeah no doubt at all but pr 101 in my mind is right before a major event's about to happen throw some story out there and then you hope that the game's actually really good and everybody forgets about what happened an hour before the story that would be my thought all right Two other questions I want to get to you. We're talking to Andrew Marchand, uh, who writes at the New York Post. Uh, follow him on Twitter, I believe, at Andrew Marchand. Is, uh, Marchand? Marchand? You can tell me exactly how to pronounce it. But you yeah, do good- it's Marchand. Marchand. You do good work. You can find him there. All right. Jeff Bezos, talking about the Super Bowl, is in the booth of Roger Goodell. CBS shows him. A hundred million people are watching. Is that intentional? Would you be nervous if you had the NFL Sunday ticket in your direct TV? And you see Bezos in the in the, the the suite of Roger Goodell right before the NFL has to make a decision about whether to allow Directv to keep the NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah, you'd be a bit nervous. I Jeff Bezos is the stalking horse for you know network TV uh, in terms of football and for Directv in terms of the Sunday ticket. I mean. He can buy whichever package he wants. The question is, here's the thing. So Sunday ticket could be in play. Um, you know, we're still a few years out. Monday night football could be in play. Uh, Thursday, you know, you know, by then, you know, could be in play. But, you know, he's not getting the Sunday packages. Those are going to be on network TV. Uh, so, 
yeah, Amazon, you know, Netflix is not getting football. I'd be absolutely shocked. They have no ad business. They're sub-business. And if they paid so much money for football, they'd have to raise the prices. So I'd be shocked if they got into football. Um, you know, the other ones, Facebook, Twitter, I doubt it. Amazon's the one with Prime uh, that if you're, you know, the networks or DirecTV, you have to be concerned with. Do you think the NFL is at all concerned that the NFL viewership for the, the, the Super Bowl dropped below $100 million near a decade low, or do you think they just write that off as this is a function of the game not being very good this year? Yeah, it's a function of the game, I think. I, look, are they a little concerned? Of course. I mean, you're going to be concerned if your ratings aren't what you want them to be. But uh, the game was terrible. There weren't a million storylines going in besides, you know, there, there, there were some, but nothing that really – stood out, um, you know, in the Patriots are a, I, I, I think people, you know, we, it's, it's uh, your, your buddy Colin Coward likes to say this and he's right about like the tournament, um, you know, March Madness, everyone wants to see Cinderella, but if you have Duke and North Carolina in the finals, you're going to have a higher rating. And I think the Patriots, uh, for as much as everyone, most people hate them besides Patriot fans, uh, they still, I think, are good for ratings. The Rams don't have a following. And then the big thing also is New Orleans, a pretty big city, uh, boycotted the Super Bowl. You know, they'd half the audience that they usually do. Have you ever seen that before, by the way? I've never seen a city. You know, a lot of times you hear people say, oh, I'm so disgusted. But New Orleans compared to last year when they watched it at like a 57 rating. I mean, New Orleans is a football crazy market. This year they dropped by over half. I've never seen anything like that in one city. No, it's incredible. It, it really is a uh, – you got to tip your hat to, you know, their dedication of boycotting. That said, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you've said on this, but the Saints had the ball in overtime, so I, it's a little much. It was a terrible missed call, but, it, I mean, there are missed calls in a lot of games that have, that have happened for forever. So it's not like the Saints didn't have a chance. they got to run the ball. There's a million things. So I think it's a little overblown, but in terms of a boycott, as much as you could do, that was impressive. Last question for you. LeBron James and the uh, Lakers got whipped last night. They lose by 42. They're currently in 10th place in the Western Conference in the NBA playoff race. If the Lakers do not make the playoffs, the reaction for ESPN and TNT executives is how much panic? Yeah, they're, I don't know if they'll panic, but they'll be. it's not good for them. I mean, LeBron is the calling card of the NBA. He's the guy everyone wants to see, uh, love him or hate him, but the ratings show that LeBron's the most important player by far in that league, and if he's not in the playoffs, uh, it's it's bad for the league. You know, we, you, we talked about the NFL ratings. I know you, you, you've talked about that a lot. And I think the, the biggest factor when the NFL ratings were down, and they were up during the regular season a lot this year, but when they were down – was quarterback play, and and also the fact that they have too many games on, and they, um, you know, they 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 put their programming on too many nights, and they made it not special, and they didn't have good games. But it, stars are what sell, you know. It and and LeBron's the biggest star by far in the NBA. So yes, that would be uh, terrible for Turner and for ESPN, ABC, if they have no LeBron in the playoffs. Why do you think, by the way, I know I said last question, but this builds off that one. Why do you think the amount of attention for the NFL ratings and the fact that they were down dwarfs all of the attention on the fact that the NBA is down substantially, 
because LeBron, to a large extent, has moved to the Western Conference, and a lot of people on the East Coast can't stay up for his games anymore. Yet almost no one is talking about the NBA ratings going down, and everyone was talking about the NFL. Two things. First off, NF- the NFL is the biggest sport, so they're going to get more attention. You know, Number two is you have the Colin Kaepernick situation and the president getting involved that's going to bring more attention to it as well and number three is the nba has had really great ratings you know last year and i think the story is um you know, maybe slower to unfold and four and this is the most important one i can't speak for what other people do i've written about it um so what other people choose to cover and not cover uh you know that's their decisions so i can't speak for why other people don't cover it um, you know, that said, I, I think if you look deep into it, they, they, Pete Turner got a bad, you know, a, a tough schedule to start and they were way down 42% opening night. Uh, and then they've been trying to fight back. They're not going to fight all the way back ever since the ratings have gone up and ABC has done pretty good. Uh, you know, and ESPN has been kind of flat. So it's not as, I don't think it's as extreme as the NFL ratings were when it, when it, when it went down. Andrew, appreciate you waking up early with us. Uh, hope to have you on again soon. And, uh, Good luck chasing down those leaks. All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Cliff. That's Andrew Marchand. You can read him at the New York Post. I tell you why I think. You know what I think? The reason why the uh, NBA doesn't get anywhere near the criticism for its ratings being down as the NFL did, because the NBA is considered to be a woke league. And so many media that cover the NBA don't actually cover it. They cheerlead. You see all those little blue checkmark guys on Twitter? I see all these guys. They're like uh, little Cocker Spaniels yapping around. They have like a 1,000 Twitter followers. I don't know how Twitter gives out these blue check marks so easily. They all have like a 1,000 Twitter followers. They all cheerlead. They all cheerlead the NBA because it's considered to be woke, and they all rip the NFL because it's considered not to be woke enough. And that's the reason why the NBA ratings tanking are getting no attention and why the NFL ratings going down, everybody was talking about it. It's unbelievable. When we come back, we'll dive back into the biggest stories of the day. Anthony Davis still hanging out there. Will he be traded or not? Also, Tobias Harris is now moving. If you're just waking up on the West Coast, he has been traded from the L.A. Clippers all the way across the country to the Philadelphia 76ers. This is Outkick, the coverage right now on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Final segment of the show. Encourage you to go download the podcast. We have been uh, loaded Uh, with uh, stories today. It is the final day of signing day. Used to be a major national holiday for college football fans. Now there's an early signing period in December and about 20% of the top players are signing today. So this will complete all the classes. Uh, Also, big news that happened while many of you were sleeping. If you're just waking up across the country right now listening to us, we had a major trade that took place overnight. Tobias Harris shipped from the LA Clippers all the way across the country to the Philadelphia 76ers. There are now, as we come up on the conclusion of Wednesday's show, roughly, roughly, if I'm doing math right, about 30-ish hours until the NBA trade deadline tomorrow. We'll have Chris Mannix in hour one with us tomorrow, breaking down all the latest news. Will Anthony Davis be traded from the Pelicans to someone, potentially the Lakers or not? Will the Lakers be able to put... Uh, like Humpty Dumpty who falls off the ledge, this team back together again. If they don't end up making any trades, if you watched that game against the Pacers last night, that was an ugly, ugly look uh, for uh, LeBron James sitting on the end of the bench all by himself 
as he suffered the worst defeat of his NBA career, his team losing by 42 points on the road against the Victor Oladipo-less Indiana Pacers. That is not a good sign at all. Um, meanwhile, there are uh, all a lot of other teams potentially sniffing around, trying to make decisions about whether to make moves or not. Maybe Mark Gasol getting traded uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies. Maybe Mike Conley getting traded. The Raptors are in the market. The Bucks are in the market. The Clippers, the Lakers. There's a lot of different teams that are all considering making moves. Meanwhile, the Lakers currently in 10th place. So there is a lot to follow there. There's also been a lot to follow on this show. Hour two, we talked with my guy Barton Simmons about the uh, college football recruiting classes. We just talked with Andrew Marchand about the uh, Adnan Vert getting fired for leaking information. I'm curious with you guys, uh, did that surprise you that ESPN fired him for uh, for leaking the information like that? No, not a surprise, especially the way he broke it down. And he told you if you did that, you would be fired that is the case. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking. If you're going to do something that blatant, then you're you're going to lose your job. Yeah, that whole story is very strange. If I were ESPN, I don't know that I would want the story to be public. I think this is partly about sending a message uh, to people that you better not talk about the stories that you know exist internally. Uh, but it is pretty intriguing. Quickly, I want to go around the horn. I want to start with Dub. Do you believe now that the 76ers have made that trade for Tobias Harris that they should be considered the favorite in the Eastern Conference, yes or no? No, I do not think so. Where Do you think it will change the, their outcome in the postseason at all? I still see them making it to the Eastern Conference semifinals and losing to either the Raptors, Bucks, or Celtics. So they're still one of the four best teams where they were before, but this is not a deciding factor for you in any way. Uh, I still think the Celtics are going to be the team that comes out of the Eastern Conference. What about you, uh, Danny G? Do you think this makes any difference at all? Yeah, because Tobias Harris is a sharpshooter, and he can give you a 30 on any given night. He also has some cold streaks, but this definitely solidifies the Sixers. Like you said, that gives them a fourth scoring option in a major way. This could bring them up to the number two slot in the East. So who would you still make as the favorite? The Celtics, or are you sticking with the Raptors or the Bucks as your favorite? I'm going to stick with the Bucks right now. They have the best record in the NBA, and they are quietly dominating teams. They are also quietly one of the teams that Anthony Davis would be a, would consider signing with if he were traded to. And I don't know that that got a lot of attention. It seems a little bit strange to me because Giannis and he seem – they're not the same player, but they seem more similar in nature than not. So I would be a little bit nervous about pairing those guys together. Uh, obviously, the Pelicans tried to do two big men together with DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis, and that did not work out. What about you, Roberto? Who's the favorite in the Eastern Conference? I still say the Celtics. They have a, a deeper team. John is, is a, the only star on the Bucks, and uh, the Raptors only have Kawhi, and then – the Sixers, Ben Simmons still can't shoot, so he he goes up against a good coach and he becomes a non-factor in the playoffs. Yeah, it's interesting. The Raptors potentially are shopping Kyle Lowry potentially for a uh, trade for Mike Conley. It sounded like in the post game after this game against the most recent game for the Grizzlies that Mike Conley kind of thought his time in Memphis may be complete. And Mark Gasol reportedly, uh, at least out there, going to be traded. I don't think that's officially official yet. Uh, the talk was that he may be going to Charlotte. So lots of movement, about 30 hours left in the NBA trade deadline. Encourage all of you to go download the podcast. We will be talking about college football signing day in a big way tomorrow, as well as the NBA trade deadline, as it will officially be up on us in the final day. Appreciate all the time that you guys spend with this show. Thanks to all of our guests. 
really helps out, by the way. I always say this. If you reach out to our guests and thank them for coming on, especially since we're on early in the morning, makes a big difference. You can find Andrew Marshand at Andrew Marshand, and you can also find Barton Simmons at Barton Simmons on Twitter. Thank those guys for coming on as guests with us this morning. We will be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Appreciate all of you. Welcome to the new listeners in Charlotte. We appreciate you guys coming on and being a part of the Fox Sports Radio universe. We'll see whether more insanity happens today. And if it does, you know, we'll be ready for it tomorrow to discuss. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 